are listening to Tones of the Chaos Bar. Well, Lenny, I'll leave you to guard this place. I'm going to turn in for the night. Oi, rest easy. Whew, I thought they'd never leave. What? Oh, right. little sticks. Who goes there? Show yourself. Oh, great Gorgon's eyeball. We've been noticed. Now this Lenny may be getting suspicious. Uh, our covert mission. We've been seen, spotted. I don't know how you could have forgotten Lenny was in there. Drakars, just talk to him. But I don't think you have anything to worry about. You were invisible. I know I was invisible. I don't like to be seen while I work. Are you quite finished? Yeah, I'm done. But on a good note... It looks like our heroes are going to Avalon, the middleman of commerce, the jewel city of shipment, the destination of districts, the hub of all trade in Keleth, the city that connects the human kingdom of Dengal and the dwarven city of Hiltudor. All trade goes through those two kingdoms, and Avalon is right in the middle of it. Yes, but it can be a dangerous place. Where there is trade, there is treachery. Where there is prosperity, there is pride. A residence of riches. All of these things have been the downfall of many kingdoms and empires. However, they must get to Avalon first. The road to Avalon is a dangerous one. The Trigroven is roaming the plains. The drow hide underneath. And let us not forget the other creatures that prowl around at night. On the other hand, I'm concerned about the bandits that besiege and bedevil the canyons around Hayden's Hollow. What will the bandits do once they find their comrades guarding the lift are now dead? I do not believe this Jeff was their true leader. (laughs) Well, that's up to Jakaris and his militia to figure out. For now, we'll have to wait and see. Our heroes are preparing themselves for the long road ahead. In Chapter 7, Strike 2... Welcome back, listeners, to the Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am your Dungeon Master, Dave, and to my left we have... Henley. Boudreau. Lila Ngratha. Roscoe. And Fenrir. Okay, it is now morning. We have Henley sleeping in her cave. We have Boudreau back with Willow sleeping in the double, the bunk bed hammocks. Lila was sleeping alongside with... uh, Mal, Roscoe, you were probably at the end because you were helping old uh, old Colin with the rowdy Roscoe delight. Yeah, buddy. And getting your peach mead ready for the next day. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> and then Fenrir, were you chilling at the inn as well? Fenrir okay. doesn't sleep. He just meditates. So he does it wherever he wants. <laughs> he meditates right on stage. Mm. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> leads everybody in yoga. <laughs> Ooh, morning yoga, like morning 4 yoga. o'clock in the morning, as long as Having it's not hot relax. yoga. 
<laughs> not what? Not hot yoga. Hot yoga? <laughs> well, it depends on if it's Fenrir or Fenny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Fenny or Fenny? <laughs> Fenny, Fenny, Fen, Fenrir. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's been real. <laughs> been real. Okay. Uh, I'm at the I'm at the inn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good. Now that's settled. So Sorry. we're we'll go ahead and start with Mudra. On days like this, kind of like um, you go through almost every other day. One day you're building, uh, doing the ration potions, and the off days you go and help uh, Rochelle, mm-hmm. help helping her with things down. In her secret lair. Yes. It sounds ominous, but it's a good thing. So you and Willow get up, and you guys uncover the trap door, open it up, and you guys climb on down. On your way down, you go about down about 10 feet, and then all of a sudden it seems like you're going straight up again. You get to the top, open it up, and you enter this, this cavern. There, it's pretty well lit. It has cages in there where you know that some of the were creatures that she caught are being locked up. You know that Rochelle is trying to find the cure to save these these creatures from whatever disease. It's very new. She doesn't know what it does. The little that she does know is that it makes any creature, halfling, dragonborn, human, whatever it infects, into animals you've seen them transform into actual creatures like a wolf you've seen mm-hmm. it to looks undistinguishable from a normal wolf but also a hybrid where it's like half wolf half whatever creature it was however on this time you see rochelle over in the corner laying next and on like a, a kind of a makeshift bed you see vorast one of her helper dragonborn friends a red dragonborn and you want you wander over there. There you see that he's in in like a, a deep sweat, cold sweat. Doesn't look like he's doing well. It seems like he has a bandage around his his arm. Uh you are right, Borast. Oh Henley. Sorry. Henley <laughs> Yeah, how can I help? <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> Henley doesn't sound like that. Henley doesn't sound like a pretty little girl. (laughs) Excuse me. Uh. Oh, Boudreaux. Rochelle turns to you, kind of jumps a little bit. Boudreaux, I'm I'm so glad you're here. We had an accident here. His eyes go wide. Vorast was attacked by one of these creatures. And he has not not been well i was hoping that you could take a look at him and see i can't figure out what's what's going on with him i've tried cure wounds i've tried cure diseases and nothing seems to be working what well, does seem to be a problem uh well why don't we sit you down there brother okay he's just laying kind of moans at you and is just laying there ah uh, so then i look at i look at his wound can i unwrap it and everything yep, then go ahead Okay, what do I what what do my dwarf eyes see? Okay, so you see that it looks like a bite mark from like a a wolf. 
Uh, would this uh, would this one of the creatures that be you? Rochelle speaking. It was one of the creatures. It about it happened late last night. He was fine. We cleaned it up, but now he's been in a in this mess, and I'm not sure what to do. Oh boy. Uh... I was hoping that maybe since Qualkex not speaking to me, so I was hoping that maybe. You knowing the lizard folk maybe have some better idea on what's going on. I mean, uh, my people don't really, my clan, um, we don't really deal with uh, this sort of stuff, but. Uh, Make me a dexterity saving throw, Boudreaux. Oh my gosh. 19. 19K. Just out of the corner of your eye. You barely see this object moving, and you just, you know, lean back as an as an arm with claws goes screaming past your face. And you look at Vorast, and he suddenly has hair on him, and he's turning into a wolf. Oh, goodness. Oh, no. Okay. Uh... You see Rochelle do the same thing, like, holy crap, what's going on? Nobody panic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to... <laughs> Actually, I'll just take my blowgun. Okay. And I'll try to whack him on the head. <laughs> okay, go ahead and make a advantage, because he's still laying on the on the bed. Seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> Very dwarf of you. you like I was swing nervous. It, you, like, swing it down, and he easily swats it away. Mm-hmm. Rochelle backs up, and she throws her arms around... And she casts a spell. Freezes Vorast in his place. And she starts, breathe, she's breathing heavy. And she, she's like, we need to get him in a cage now. Yeah, that's a good idea. And he'll help her right. do so. And he's kind of petrified where he's at. You guys kind of heavily drag him. Paige, one of the other helpers there, helps you out. She's a human. And she's helping you towards a cage. You guys lock him in there. And you can just see Rochelle. She's looking at him, and then she suddenly starts panicking. You see her start patting herself and look, starts just looking around. And then in the corner, you see her run to a corner, and she grabs the staff. And she's, you can see her start calmly breathing again. And she's just like, well, I guess now we know that... This disease is passable through bites. Yeah, not very good. You know, I really wish that staff would not. Maybe I could take it back to my people. I know this staff means a lot to you, but I cannot let you take it. I mean, it's it not just the, my people's staff, you know. That's the high shaman staff. It really should be with a, with lizard folk. Yes, but and I and I completely understand where you're coming from. I would be very upset if a holy relic of my high cleric was being used by another cleric yeah. would be painful. But the state that this staff is in, with the old high shaman Qualkek in it, I I I cannot until he is taken care of. I can't let this fall into anybody else's hands or we're going to have more 
of these were creatures around. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness. What are we gonna do about Borast? I, I don't know. I guess we really gotta step up on how we're gonna cure this thing. Like, I didn't, we, I didn't realize that it could pass through, through a bite. But now that we know that, all those were creatures that escaped, that are out in the wild now, they could be infecting others. How long did it take him for to turn, I guess? I mean, it happened late last night, maybe hours, just hours. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, did Hakuake talk to you at all about maybe how to fix this thing? No, he's... Hakuakek hmm. has been very silent. I have not been able to get in contact with him for a while. He seems very satisfied with how his plan is going, and he will not tell me how to how to reverse this curse, how to help these people. Whether he knows or not, I don't know, but he's he's not he's not talking. I just don't understand why he would do this. Like this is against everything we believe. If if a life is already here, we don't touch it. That's Kundas. He's the one who meant to take their life and preserve it somewhere or else. Why would he meddle with life itself? I don't know. I know he holds great pain for when the Trigroven took out the lizard folk, took out your, your family, and he holds great anger and rage against them. And I guess he convinced himself that since he's the high shaman, that he can act in the name of Kundas and manipulate life just like Kundas does. Maybe maybe that's why he did it. Boudreaux shifts a little bit. Man, I just don't know. I don't know how to fix this either. I just don't know. I I know. I just want my I just want my family back. I I know. And Rochelle like goes up to you and like gives you a hug. He he Gives her a big, <laughs> tight, squeezed hug. <laughs> I know. I know, Boudreaux. <laughs> but as, as clerics, as, as a shaman and a cleric, we will find the answer to this. For I am a cleric of Freya, the goddess of life. And this is not, not good. We need to find the cure for this. But I, I, we did find out that they seem... Resilient against against normal damage, like hitting him with a sword or or a hammer. Like it doesn't seem to to really phase them at all. Well, that good to know. What about magic? I'm not sure about magic. Like obviously they he couldn't resist my my spell. That true. <laughs> but they it seems to me that that silver seems to do some damage to him. That's real interesting. Yeah, we found that out on accident. <laughs> Voras was actually, one of them escaped, and Voras was fighting him with the sword, and they went after Paige, and Paige picked up one of the silver, the silver knives that we had and did more damage than the sword. <laughs> what a man! <laughs> man, I, I feel bad for him, but he looked like he did a good job. Yeah, Paige, she's good. 
But anyways, um, so you, you're here to help me, right? Well, uh, I can help you for a little bit, but I do believe I'll be leaving today. You're leaving? Yeah, well, you know how I, how I went on like a, a little trip up, uh, up onto the plateau and you know, it was real fun and I met some nice people. You know how I did that, yeah? Oh, yes. I, Willow did tell me that you were headed up there. <laughs> did he tell me I did a good job? <laughs> well, I haven't talked to him since. This is the first time I've seen, seen him since you've left. But how did it go? Oh, it went real well. I think it's about time that we plant some green up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. But oh yeah, yeah. So I met these people, and what I, well, uh, I, I think I should go with them. We're uh, gonna try to keep Hayden's Hollow, uh, you know, someone not being very nice and everything. So we're trying to, you know, we're trying to save it, I guess. Save it from what? I really don't know if it's my right to say, yeah? Oh, well, okay, if it's that kind of a mission, I'd... Okay, good luck. Thank you, Rochelle. You, you real, you... I will see you again, yeah? Of course. All right. If Freya permits. If Kunda says, I'll see you. <laughs> okay, Willow, you're staying here then? Oh yeah, I'm, I'll be here for a long time, so I can help you with whatever you can. Okay. Well, good luck, Boudreaux. Thank you. Okay. Let's head over to... Lila. Is there anything particular that you wanted to do before you guys headed out? Um, so, after waking up, um, Garatha, instead of... Lila asks Mal if she has, like, a hygiene kit. Hygiene kit, okay. Yeah. She does uh, have one. Cool. So she's going to try and purchase that. And then um, she's going to go talk to um, the dwarven couple that she um, went on the mission up to the mines with and to and saw in the um, at Colin's place, I guess. And then just, you know, say goodbye talk to them, do a whole round montage that way. Lila really doesn't have anybody to say goodbye to because she's just a chatty catty other than Mal, and Mal's right there. So, Okay. Roscoe. Sup? Did you have anything planned? Um, you want to do anything before you guys head out? Uh, so I'm down at Collins. That's where, where we were, right? Correct. You and Fenrir are down there. Cheers. Okay. I'm just, I'm, I'm instructing Colin on the ways of Rowdy Roscoe's delight. Gotcha. Okay. So we're just sitting there talking and stuff, and I just want to pretty much just make sure he knows what's going on and, and I mean, get my stuff ready to go. And, I mean, I got nothing exciting. Got my mead. We're going. He's, he's writing down feverish notes, trying to make sure that he gets it right this time because he doesn't like angry customers. He doesn't like people not wanting his cooking over somebody else's cooking. He wants people to like his cooking. Absolutely. He's, he's kind of prideful that way. <laughs> okay, Fenrir, did you have anything? Um, I'd like to go talk to Mendrick. Okay. As as I see them starting to starting to write down and starting to cook the Rowdy Roscoe's delight, I will kind of excuse myself out from the inn and go down to Mendrick's tent. Okay. 
everybody's kind of slowly starting to wake up. You hear start hearing the picking of the pickaxes against the the rock wall as they're trying to extend the hollow deeper, building a little more shelter in there, and just extending the hollow in general. Uh, you find Mendrick's tent. It's very obvious that it's nice and fancy. He has two guards out front. He has a human and another human there. Standing guard. Howdy, is, is Mendrick here? Is Mendrick available for me to chat with him? Howdy. You're going with Howdy. <laughs> Hello? I love it. Hello? What's up? Yo? <laughs> No, Yo, funny here. <laughs> <laughs> they do a the pound, pound the chest salute. Exactly. <laughs> What's up, dog? No, it just changes sorry. every single time. So. No, go with Howdy. <laughs> okay. Howdy, folks. How is Mendrick here or available that I can speak with him for a moment? You see one guard look at the other, give a nod, and one of the humans walks in, walks back out. And he's like, he will speak with you. And he opens the, opens the tent. I will walk in. Okay. You see Mendrick. He's kind of uh, getting his, his, he has a large bear cloak because it's kind of chilly in the morning. You see him kind of finishing up getting dressed for the day. Ah, Fenrir. How nice of it is for you to drop by. Please, have a seat. I will sit down and I want to... So, Mendrick, do you mind telling me, like, when is the... You said you were going to go... You're buying Hayden's Hollow. Correct. Right? Trying to, like, what is your... Like, what do you want to do with the Hollow? Like, what is your end goal? Do you want to create it... You know, do you want to mine all this ore and have it become like an ore kind of community? Is it, you know, it sounds like you got a lot of, you know, land up on the plateau. Is it kind of to, you know, build this city up as one, you know, here in Keleth that's renowned? Or what is, what is, your, what is your goal? My goal for this place is, one, making it profitable. These mines are rich with, with all kinds of ore. But it also makes it rich for monsters. But my goal here is to make this place what it once was. Back when the Glonk, the Glonk Quest family owned this place, it was thriving. It was one of, started to be one of the most renowned mine areas. But then... The infiltration of animals and gnolls and monsters kind of pushed them out. It wasn't financially stable for them. So my goal is to bring it back to that glory. But sadly, I can only help so, so much. Until I purchase this place and get some more investors in, involved, then we can make it go. For As of right now, my funds are rolling, running low because I've been trying to give these people a good deal on supplies and things. And nobody's willing to loan me more money until I own this place. When is the sale of 
supposed to take place? Like, when are you supposed to become the full owner to get more investors? We are still in the process of convincing Ms. Glonquest to, to sell us the mines. We are getting close, though. But I'm, I'm glad you came, Fenrig. I've, I've been meaning to talk to you. Once I own the Hollow, this place will be bustling with new life. Creatures will come here looking for work. And one thing that people like is to be entertained. As this place grows, they will need to be entertained by your entertainment. I'm offering you a job here. Once this place is mine, you could be the bard of this hollow. Mm. You already are. <laughs> but I promise you, you won't go wanting. You will have everything you need and everything you ever want. I can even buy you a new lute. Or really any instrument that you would like. All you need to do is just entertain the workers and keep their keep their spirits up. Well, I'm 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 just kind of a newly found bard here. I don't know if I have the I have the stories yet, but I am set to head off to Avalon here this afternoon and maybe as I return to Return with a bunch more stories. I think I could see myself settling down here. Um, but maybe not in... Depending on the time frame, I don't see myself... Like, I want to travel. I want to collect more stories, be part of more adventures. Um, you know, put my map-making skills to the, to the test. And so that'll be... I mean, my adventures, I'm hoping, will last many years before I settle down. I can maybe contact a few other bards if that would interest you. We could do that. But is there no way I can persuade you to stay? Not at the moment. Fair enough. And and what is this about you going to Avalon? What is what is the purpose of you visiting that place? Strike two. <laughs> What was strike one? The first time you threw <laughs> You saying anything about Jeff? Remember, ring a bell? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you wanted to say something, and it had been like seven minutes since you talked. One Oops. more strike, Fenny, and you're out of this group. <laughs> he is oh, the leader. Where, where's that voice coming from? <laughs> it's like my internal... In my it's my internal Roscoe. <laughs> my internal Roscoe. We all have one. <laughs> Devil Roscoe or... Potato Roscoe. <laughs> that is the devil Roscoe. It's the potato Roscoe. Funny though. Well, I think this trip to Avalon, just a bunch of us are setting out to, you know, go go on more adventures. And like I just said, I'm trying to collect more, more stories and trying to be involved with keeping the spirits high of the, of the four adventures that I have traveled with. And, you know, I think, I think there's going to be, I can just tell there's there's an inkling with with this group that they're destined for for great things, and I want to be there to write down their stories. And so, they asked me to go with them. So this is the same group that you went on the plateau with. Yes. Have you spoken to Henley lately? I have seen her, but I have not talked with her. 
Well, if you do see her, tell her I wish to speak with her. Oh, okay. I can do that. Anything you want me to relate to her directly? I think this needs to be in person. Okay, I, I, I can let her know. You can let her know it's nothing of ill. I just wish to speak with her. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can do that. I also had another question for you. Yes. How did you come to be the renowned leader that you are? <laughs> Especially of the Walren Company. You flattered me by saying I'm renowned, but I became owner of the Walren Enter- Enterprises by mainly sheer luck. People like to gamble on things that they shouldn't gamble on. Oh. So are you a gambling man? I like to fancy myself so. Hmm. Maybe we'll have to sit down and play play a set of cards. Although I have heard of a story about a set of dice that the roller of the dice, the person who rolls it, always gets a high roll. And so if I don't know where they're, I don't know where they're at, I've been kind of searching for them. But like, so if, if people think you're cheating, you give them the dice and have them roll. And it, it, it will also kind of roll fairly high for them as well. So then, you know, they think that, oh, these are just lucky dice. Well, if you ever find those dice, Fenrir, I'm sure we can make a killing off of them. Ooh, I bet we can. Well, you must be off if you're getting ready for your journey. I will let Henley know. That's where I'll go. I'll go try to find Henley and let her know that you would like to speak with her. And if you get any inklings of these dice, let me know. Okay. Farewell, Fenrir. Farewell, Mendrick. Good luck with this place. We'll be watching your career with great interest. This is the way. Now it is. <laughs> 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 Love it. <laughs> yes. Hey, Henley. I wanted to go purchase some arrows, probably from the blacksmith or Mal's. We'll head to Mal. Did you want to role play any of that or just buy them? Probably just buy them. But Henley woke up really early and kind of did like just went through her old route through the city. Like her old scouting route. Okay. Or whatever. From when she was um, a junior ranger here. Mm-hmm. When did you buy the arrows? Um, I... After my um, my route. Could I run into her then? As I was like buying like crossbow bolts? Yeah. From a crossbow. We'll, we'll say that. You ran into her at uh, Maven Ricks. So as I come up on Maven Ricks, Henley's walking out and I go and find her. Hey, Henley! Oh, hi, Fenrir. Um, I was just over at uh, Mendrick's place. He mentioned that he would like to speak with you. Henley's face gets a little scared and like, why does he want to talk with me? Uh, I don't know. He said he, said he meant no ill will. Um, 
Do, do, do uh, you want me to go with you? Um, no. I'll go. And just, she just kind of like awkwardly starts walking towards Mendrick's place, just like a little scared with little small steps. Is, is everything okay? I'm fine. He just yelled at me yesterday. Yelled at you? Yeah. I just wanted to talk to him and um, he just sent me away. So I don't know what he wants to talk about. All right. Well, you don't want me to go with you, right? Well, did he want you to come with me? He didn't tell me not to. I mean, if you want to, I guess, but I don't, I don't know. Uh, I've got some other business to attend to here in the, here, here at Maven Ricks, and then I'm going to head over to the inn, um, to collect a few other rations. So maybe I'll, you go talk to him and, um, I'll catch up with you later. That sounds good. Yeah, that sounds great. Were, were we supposed to meet at, uh... The inn or Bellerin's place? Well, I think we were meeting at Bellerin's, because that's close to the gate. Right, right. And that's this afternoon, correct? Yeah. Awesome. We'll see you this afternoon, then. Yeah, we'll see you then, Fenrir. Okay. You mosey your way on down. Yeah, she she um, definitely moseys. <laughs> she's taking her time because she's really nervous. I can understand that. So you get to his tent, and you see that there's two humans there. You do not recognize either one of them. Okay. Um, um, excuse me. I say that to the guards. Excuse me. Let her in. You hear Mendrick. One of the guards pulls open the, the tent flap. Henley is just like, uh, oh, okay, and just kind of scurries in a little bit, and she kind of has her face down a little, just really nervous, very kind of in a defensive position. Right. So he sees your awkwardness. You see him, and he's kind of looking over some papers on a table, and he looks up and sees your nervousness. He's like, Henley, please, have a seat. She... Sits down, slowly though, kind of like watching his every move, but not like he's going to do something to her, Mm -hmm. just she wants a clear exit if he starts to yell at her again. So he pulls up a chair next to you, still with almost within five feet, not like in your face, giving you your space. He sits down and he kind of like rubs his face and he's just like, I would like to apologize for last night. I am not much of a people person, and I like things done the way that they should be done. And it was... Oh, well. I'm not going to give you an excuse why. All I know is that I shouldn't have yelled at you last night. I appreciate your apology. So but you wanted to speak with me? Yes, I. first off, I wanted to apologize for 
my actions last night. They were, they were not civil. And then I wanted to ask you what you wanted to talk about. I will answer any of your questions. Well, I wanted to know why you were buying Hayden's Hollow. I am buying Hayden's Hollow to improve it, to make it better. And of course, make a profit. What kind of businessman wouldn't want to make a profit? That is the main reason why. Hmm. But you're not going to use these people? You're going to pay them fair wages? Because they've cleaned out those mines. I see, I see, I get a sense of your concern. No, 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 no. I'm buying these mines, and then I'm putting Bellerin in charge. He'll be the one running this place. Though we butt heads several times, he can run this place just fine. Of course, under my guidance. Because, of course, I'm not going to be, be here the whole time. I'll come visit every now and then. But Bellerin's going to be put in charge. Of course, I'm going to send in, send in my own guards to help clean it out because, personally, the ref, these refugees are not soldiers. They're just wayward farmers. Most of them probably, once things settle down, they'll go back to their farms. And they're more than welcome to go back. You're right, but they don't have a place to go back to. And they're more than welcome to stay here. But they will have to work. They can't have people freeloading. No, you're right. Um, what are your thoughts on the Trigrovin? They have run amok of things. Things were going smoothly and now everybody's on edge. That's a big reason why nobody's bought in these, these mines. Because of the, the travel between here and Avalon. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. I know that firsthand. How so? Uh, if you don't mind me asking. Uh, I was stationed at Fort Ventral. I heard about that. You were one of the survivors. Yeah. I understood that there was no survivors. There were very few of us. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. And he reaches over and like, squeezes your hand. She doesn't want to be touched. <laughs> okay. He just pats your knee. <laughs> Sees the reaction and just like pats the knee. Is there anything else you wish to know? Yeah, um, do you know anything about the hidden hand? The what? The hidden hand. Can't say that I do, am I, what are they? I can't tell you, if you don't know, then it's best not to know. He kind of gives you that confused look of like, okay. It's best not to know. Well, all right. I did hear that you are heading to Avalon. Yes, we're headed to Avalon. 
just curious, what, what is the business of you going to Avalon? We're heading there to... Oh, Henley's not a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to lie, just omit some of the truth. Pick your, pick your words carefully. Uh, I just don't know if Henley can come up with a lie on the spot. Great. Okay, here we go. Um, we were actually going to go talk to Ms. Glonquest. What for? Uh, well, because we thought you were doing something shifty. He gives you that, like, surprised... But also a, uh, I could see that look. Mm. You kind of blindsided us with that information and it was very rude and inconsiderate and very um, disruptive of Bellerin's authority. You can see he's getting a little agitated <laughs> by, by saying using that language she says it very kindly and softly but right she's pointing it out there are certain words in there that were just like excuse me he takes a deep breath i can understand that but being blindsided by not being told about what's going on in the hollow when i have done so much for the place also put me on edge. But aren't you getting paid for your services? Very little. Hmm. This has been a very financial burden on my company. To the point that if this profit, if this sale does not go through, then I'm going to have to leave. Because if I buy this place, then I can get more investors involved. And they can help finance the mines. Where, by myself, I can't make it work. So it's crucial that I buy these mines. So these wonderful homeless refugees can have a place to stay. As you were mentioning earlier. That they don't have a place to stay. And through my efforts, we can make this a place where people would want to come and work. And have a, a decent life. That's respectable. Um, but I need to get going. I still need to prepare for our trip. Yes, of course. Again, Henley, I apologize for my actions last night. I accept your apology. Thank you. Okay. And he stands up and he opens the tent door for you. And she walks out. Strike one for Henley. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> uh. so you guys all meet up at Bellerin's place. Drakars and Bellerin are there. And you guys kind of meet outside of, of the office. And Bone's like, Bellerin speaks up. Well, are you ready to go? Yeah. I believe so. Ready as we'll ever be. 
Okay, Mal has been able to find some some rations that we were able to spare, so you guys can eat on the way. Oh, thank we, you. We won't need those. We can find food on the way. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm very sure about that. We can take them. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can provide the rations. Please hand them over. <laughs> Let the man take one. We don't need anything else. Okay, he does hand you two rations. Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Bellerin. You're welcome. I hope your journey is safe. And I hope that you can stop the sale of, of the hollow. <sighs> Jakaris stands and he looks at the group. And he's like, You'll do fine out there. You all have the skill and capability of bringing the hollow hope again. I know it's important to keep that alive. So, um, not good at these speeches, but I hope you guys do well. Oh, and he gives him a big hug. Jakarus is like, uh, and just like slowly pat you on the back. Dust poofs off. <laughs> Henley steps away just a little bit. <laughs> okay. So you guys are on your way out of the hollow. And that's where we're going to end it. And I thank you guys for, for listening to the, the Tomes of the Chaos part. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We are now going to get on adventuring. Okay, but... No more talkity talk. No more talkity talk. We're actually <laughs> going to get moving on stuff. I know a lot of people find it boring, but I find it fascinating. But anyways, we'd like to give a shout out to D.A. Nichols for writing our music and also check out our RPG, The Shields of Power at drivethroughrpg.com. And also, guys, if you really enjoy what we have here, follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. And I think we have a Tumblr, too. And so you can find us at Tomes of the Chaos Bard on any of those or on Twitter at Chaos Bard, Chaos Bard Pod. And shoot us an email if you guys have any questions at chaosbardpod at gmail.com. I am DM Dave, and to my right we have Fenrir, Roscoe, Lylan Garatha, Woodrow, and Henley. One quick shout out I forgot to mention. I want to give a shout out to Jackson Anderson. He's my DM, mine and Abby's DM, then another game we play in. And I just wanted to give him a big shout out. One, because he's a great DM and he's really guided me and inspired me to do this. And another reason is because he's letting us use our D- his D&D Beyond. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jackson. You're awesome. And again, thank you guys for listening. And until we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye.